Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today I'm super excited um, to bring on a special guest. We're going to be getting to know Team USA competitor Star Andrews. Hey, Star. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Just woke up from a little nap, actually. <laughs> a post-training nap? Yes, a post-training mm. A little quick <laughs> nap, you know re-energize recharge yes recharge best way to do it well I'm so excited to get to talk to you today uh it's it's really fun for me especially looking back I think I met you when you were I don't know maybe 12 or something when you were really little we were at the Toyota Center it was like a show an evening on ice or an evening oh my gosh yes I remember that I even have pictures and I was like I think I skated to um girl on fire that was mm-hmm. really fun I remember that yeah oh my god that's so fun yeah it was so great because uh Thai Babylonia like brought you out and was kind of introducing you to everybody and it was it was just so sweet um and you were a little firecracker skating with that song so it's been awesome to watch you you know oh blossom god. and now you're representing the U.S. <laughs> oh thank you thank you that's sweet but yeah oh my gosh that's that's really funny you bring that up because um my my grandma actually made that dress and that program is really fun. I wish I could have done it more. Um, but I think that was like one of the first shows that I did. And I, you know, Ty, she's amazing. She's, uh, she taught me how to bow. Like, I think that she's, she was like my mentor when I was younger, younger. So that's really funny that you bring that up. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, you can always bring uh, you can bring the song back. Yes, I can. <laughs> I can do that. Well, how did you first get into skating? Let's start with that. Um, so my mom, she started skating as an adult before I was born. And she actually tried to put my sister in skating, but she does not like the cold. So she chose gymnastics. And then she tried to put me and she was successful in that one. She was successful in putting me in skating. I didn't mind the cold. I thought it was really fun just skating around and doing circles just on a public session, just like zooming through people. I actually remember um, skating in Culver on public sessions and they had like colorful lights because during public sessions, they like do like the rainbow lights. And I would, I just remember skating around. So my mom introduced me to skating and that's how I got into it. That's really cool that your mom got into skating as an adult skater and kind of shared that new found joy with her daughter. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm happy she introduced me because if not, my life would not be the same at all. <laughs> there would have been a huge part of me missing. Well, this is the perfect uh, universe where Star is a star skater. So, yes. you know. <laughs> 
who were your coaches when you started um, and who are your coaches now? So my coaches, when I started or, or my coach, I started with Peter Betts. He taught me up until I was 12 years old. And then I switched over to Derek Delmore and Peter Conchasm. And we have a whole team over there. There's Yvonne Denev, Angela Nikodinov, and Sia, Anastasia, and Jonathan as well, Jonathan Kassar. And we all, you know, I switched to them and, you know, they all do different things with me. Derek is my main coach, so I see him mostly, and he works with me every day. He choreographs my programs, and I love Derek. Like, the our dynamic is so funny because, like, there's these pictures that I have that literally represent how we are with each other, loving, annoyed, like, you know, we go back and forth, but we're, like, joking with each other all the time. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's who I'm with right now. That's the best type of relationship uh, when yeah. you can just – go through a whole range of emotions with your coach and not hold back. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I've been with him for about 10 years now. So wow, I've been with him, took me to my first nationals actually when I was 12 and that was in Boston, I think. And that was my first nationals ever. And that was like game changing for me to like be in an arena and see all you know the senior and the like the juniors all of them skating I was like wow this is amazing this arena is massive and I was just like I want to do that like I want to be able to go out there and skate in the arena so yeah that was really cool too that's outstanding 10 years with the same coaches it's a huge accomplishment in terms of like the relationship being long-lasting and feeling like you guys are giving each other equal energy and it's still positive so nice good for you Thank you. So you grew up in Southern California. You're still in Southern California. How have you enjoyed the skating culture down there? Well, I love California just like by itself. The weather is really nice down here. I think, I mean, sometimes it could be a little iffy, like it'll rain one day and it'll be like 90 degrees, but yeah, no, I love training down here. There's a lot of facilities to train that I, I skate at Lakewood that's my main training facility. But before that I was in Torrance and, you know, there's, there's Toyota sports center as well. And they're actually redoing a couple, couple rinks out here, like Paramount, they're redoing that one. And there's also, um, Pickwick. So there's, you know, there's a lot of options out here to go skate in case a rink, um, close down or have to like do maintenance. So that's one thing I do really like training about out here. That's awesome. It, it is so packed in terms of the um, amount of ice rinks down there and the amount of coaching yeah. and everything. So it's it's a great place to be, especially if you want to get into skating. Yes, I that. definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you went viral as a little kid uh, for that Whip My Hair program. What yes. was that like at the time? I, of course, you were really little when you exploded onto the scene with that. But how is it to look back on that now at Little Star um, now that you represent the United States at international competitions? Oh man, I think it's still insane. Like when I was little, I had no clue like what was going on. Like my, my mom and my aunts, they were like, oh my God, she's going viral now. You know, being a kid, I was like, cool. Like that sounds pretty cool. I don't know what, what it means, but you know, it's pretty cool. I was nine. So like I was just focused on playing with my friends and like skating, like, those are the two things. So I didn't really realize how big that was. And now that I look back, 
I'm just like, wow, I really, I really did do that. I just went out there and started whipping my hair. And it, I was so like, I recently just watched it again because, you know, I haven't watched it in a long time. And I was like, I was really getting into the music. I was feeling it. And that song was really, really fun to skate to. And, you know, having my hair down because when I practice, it's usually up in a bun. So like, that was also another fun aspect about that program. And now, like, as I've continued skating through all of that, I, it's amazing, like how far I've come because I was doing, I was doing single lutzes and like single axles and I was like yeah okay that's like really cool like I'm jumping on, on like these tiny little blades but now I'm doing triple triples and like doing all these beautiful spins and footwork and you know skating now because lyrics are allowed in programs because you know for a while that wasn't really allowed and it was you know just like classical music and stuff but now that lyrics are allowed it it, it opened up a huge door and I feel like that also just like it it opened a lot of doors and it made me able to choose music that wasn't just classical or didn't have lyrics because lyrics you know what they're singing about because they're saying it in the in the song so it's it's a bit more easy to interpretate interpret interpretate in in um in a program so mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. all the music I pick I I'm pretty connected to so it's quite easy for me to emote all of that. Definitely. Um, a lot of your programs are known to be very artistic. You know, you, you definitely know that you picked a passion song um, every yeah. year. So it's, it's amazing. Definitely my favorite part, uh, like just picking new music and just having choreography. It's definitely my favorite part. One of my favorite. Yeah. Are you the one that picks your music every year or do you have like your coaches or your, your mom help you? Um, so, I mean, it, it really depends because sometimes I'm just like, okay, Derek, you can like send me a couple options and, you know, I'll send you a couple options. And if we're like, oh, I like this song, but like, there's something about it. And we're like, okay, then next. Cause we don't want to be unsure. I have to skate to that program for a whole year and getting a new program in the middle of the season is definitely not fun because you have to kind of start all over again so it I actually picked out my long this year and I was like Derek can I skate to this and he was like yeah that's fine and then I I I'm skating to Je suis malade and I mixed it half with lyrics and half just instrumental and so yeah that was my long and then he picked my short because I don't know why but picking music for me this year was a little bit more difficult we were just like I kept sending Derek like options he was like mm no like it sounds better in the car or you know I I you know it's just now like it's kind of like flat throughout and I was like oh my gosh okay well then you pick the <laughs> I was like you you send me something and if I like it you know I'll skate to it and he sent me um Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil and I was like oh my gosh yes like because I wanted something like that like a little mm -hmm. bit more on the sassy side but like we had music but it was it was kind of like the same throughout and we tried to mix it with something, but we just couldn't find anything. So we decided to go with that. And I was like, this, I love this. This is fun. So we did that. And yeah, that's, that's usually how the picking of music process goes kind of a lot of back and forth. And, and I'll let my mom hear the cut version just because like listening to this, like to the song without it being cut, there's a lot that's not going to be in there. So I just mm -hmm. let her listen to the cut version because that's what I'm going to be skating to. And she's either like, oh, my gosh, I love it. Or she's like, eh, it's OK. 
But most of the time, she's like, I love it. Yes, this is perfect. That's great that it, it really feels like it's yours. You kind of have the control, yeah. uh, which is perfect. Yeah. Um, because as we know, with artistry, you know, that musicality, is, it's comes from you, right? Nobody can teach you that. And it's very hard to take skate to something that you just don't feel. Like if yes. you don't, like to me, if I don't feel something with the music, I'm just like, I don't think I can skate to this for a whole year. <laughs> like a whole year, like skating, like practicing it every, because you have to hear your music every day. Yeah. Like that's like an everyday thing. And, and you know, um, people watching, they just hear your music when you perform it. But, you know, I run like two shorts and two longs a day. So like I'm hearing it repeatedly. So I think that that's very important to where I don't get like bored or like annoyed from hearing it. That's also a big thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't hear this song again. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that. That's so true. Um, there's even songs still today that will play that are just, overplayed skating songs that I've grown up listening to and so many of my friends of mine who are not skaters are like this is so beautiful like plays classical music I'm like please no I've listened to this for too long for like two years in a row like I don't hear it anymore yeah I definitely have songs like that that I hear as well I'm just like not this song again I can't (laughs) I can't and if it's like a long program and I'm just like well I'm just gonna Try to tune it out. It's so true. Ugh. Well, you're a very elegant skater and you have great movement ability. Um, what's your favorite style to skate since you you have a variety of them? You pick music that's usually different from each other. Um, so yeah, what what's your approach in that regard whenever you pick styles? Um, well, I feel like it depends on how I'm feeling like sometimes I want more of like a soft classical like elegant like my long program I definitely wanted like violins or you know just piano something really instrumental and like soft and not so much like sassy and like you know in your face um because I love having like two completely different programs um because like I feel like I I just like to switch it up so for my short I think last year for my short, I kind of had like a a lovey-dovey song you know at last a lot of people have that for their wedding song and I was like oh this is like it was such a lovely program to skate to the music was really pleasant and this year I wanted a little bit more sassy I was like okay I think I want to you know switch it up a little bit because I love doing sassy programs um Fever by Beyonce that program was really sassy I loved that program like whenever I hear the music I'm like oh my gosh this music (laughs) I I still love it so I was like I want something along that line and you know he when he when he played the music for me I was like this is perfect because it's not like exactly the same but it's like along that line and I haven't heard anybody skate to it so I'm like yeah I yes I will skate to this this year and and then for my long Man, my long I my long this year I was going back and forth because I really liked a couple pieces that were in a TV show called Arcane, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't make it work. So, you know, I I just been listening to random music on YouTube. I was like, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just gonna start listening to everything and then just sweet melodically and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like beautiful. Like and I watched her sing it live. I, I didn't watch like just the music I, I watched her sing it live and just the emotion I was like this song is just like 
it's like a tearjerker just seeing her so emotionally like emotional singing it so I was like I sent it to like Derek and he was like yeah yeah that's that's really beautiful you could definitely skate to that and so I cut it and I played it and he was like yep and I was like oh yes <laughs> yes I did it I found my love program music so yeah I feel like it just depends on like how I'm feeling on what I want to skate to it's good to have that variety and that freshness every single time. Well, you've done both the Junior Grand Prix circuit as well as the Senior Grand Prix circuit. Um, so how how different did it feel to jump to that senior level? Um, and did you feel like your time on the junior circuits prepared you for the senior moment? <laughs> um. So when I my first Grand Prix ever was Skate America and I was so 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 nervous um because I mean there's only 12 of us in in the junior grand prix circuit there's a lot more more of us so I think that that was kind Mm -hmm. of it felt more of like a regular competition I would do at home like Glacier Falls because there's more than two groups and I just think I didn't expect to be so nervous at my first grand prix and I just was shaking because I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh and there's just so many people but I mean mm-hmm. there's been there's I've been to nationals and there's a lot of people there but I don't know just I think that I just put more pressure on myself than I needed to because it was a grand prix I'm like grand prix are like super like they're big competitions like one of the biggest competitions you can do yeah so I think that I just put a lot of pressure on myself and I was like okay you got to get it together girl because you only have a long and like a short and a long only have two chances and so in in my long program I feel like I was fighting a little bit more even though I was still nervous but I think the junior grand prix circuit prepared me a little bit but I just think I wasn't expecting to feel like that when I went to the grand prix and over the years it's Mm -hmm. definitely gotten a lot better like when I went to my next grand prix because I had skate skate america and skate canada back to back so i was kind of already in competition mode and skate canada was definitely better than skate america not my best performance but i definitely felt more prepared on what to expect and don't get me wrong i had a lot of fun i just i feel like because you know there's only 12 of us and i watched grand prix on tv and it was just like such a surreal moment to be there and i feel like like as the years have gone by it's to me, it's just like another competition. And that's the headspace that I had to get into. I was just like, this is just another competition. You have to skate like you practice and you'll be fine. And I think that that's also, you know, comes with the experience of competing senior because I mean, my first year senior, I, I skated to at nationals, I skated to one moment in time. And that was like, amazing it just like to hear the crowd I still remember how loud it was I couldn't even hear my music um so I think that for my first year senior like starting off that was like amazing like that was literally like a moment of a lifetime I can't believe I, I still can't believe I did that <laughs> and you know I now I feel like I have a different mindset this year you know doing my programs even feels different I can feel myself not putting as much pressure on myself um, because I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself like at competitions I'll just be overthinking everything just because I'm a perfectionist so I feel like now as I've gotten older you know I've I've learned to balance out the thinking and the trusting my trusting myself when I'm skating. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's really important. The The first year, like you were saying, it can be very intimidating. Uh, it's very different from the Junior Grand Prix for sure. Uh, just in the setting, I like in general, just because most of the junior competitions, I think other than Junior Worlds are in normal ice rinks. Yeah, uh, they're not in arenas. And so the arena is a lot more like nationals. Um, and it, it's crazy because they're in different countries in Maine, like huge cities in countries typically and not like a random little town. Yeah, random <laughs> little country. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely. Yeah, I remember my first season doing that. And it was just very in your face, like you were saying. Yeah, there's a lot in the in the lights and the yeah. arena, are like and the big, fans right? too. Like that's one thing I didn't expect is when I walked into the arena for it to be so bright. I was like, oh my gosh! Like my eyes had to have a second to adjust because I, you know, you don't you see it on TV. It's very different in person. Super, super different mm-hmm. in person. And even like watching skating, it's different in person than it is on TV. So yeah, it was it was um it was definitely something that you know, I had to get used to. Yeah. Well, and, and with the tips and tricks that you give yourself to really feel balanced and ready to go when you get there, uh, obviously comes with experience, but if you're already, you know, mentally repeating things that make you feel more comfortable saying it's another competition, you know, I remember I used to tell myself that too. I used to visualize, um, everyone from my home rank in different spots of the arena and you know just like at home. yeah exactly it's just in a different country mm-hmm. you're fine and so I'm like you're fine stop overthinking. yes <laughs> fine. and then you get on the ice and it feels like every other day it's crazy it's what the mind the can do thought in the mind yeah oh my yeah. gosh the mind is just it will take you on a journey oh, yeah I will tell you yeah and then once you get on the ice it's like oh I don't know why I was freaking out that's every single time like I was freaking out for nothing are you tripping yeah no it's (laughs) you're fine it's funny and at the end of the day like it's your own brain it's your own mind you know you're the only one in control of it but at the end of the day you are in control of it and I think that's where a lot of athletes get into the the trouble zone is when they let their minds they start feeling like it's it's something separate and that that's in control but in in reality you can tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself to stay calm <laughs> I think that's very important I feel like I feel like people don't really talk about the mental part mm-hmm. a whole lot like it's huge like a huge thing to do with it and you know you can be as trained as you want but if you're unsure and you go out there and you'd be like oh I don't know if I'm gonna land this jump then that's already you're putting doubt in there and you just have to let that go you're gonna be like you've done this jump a million times like at home do it five in a row like one more is just another jump. It's just another jump that you can, you know, you can do, you do it at home all the time. You just have to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've definitely learned that over the years as well. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's something as simple as I remember going into jumps and I was told specifically not to put a negative in my head as I'm jumping. Um, and what I mean by that is if you go into a jump thinking, don't pop, don't pop, don't pop, or don't fall, you're probably going to end up popping or falling. But if you go into it and think land, do it, land, do it. So much easier. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. It's crazy. Just those two words, just do it. Those, those few words, just do it. And you're just, it's, it's autopilot. Mm-hmm. Your body goes into autopilot. Oh yeah. Just from training. Muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. What is uh, the biggest challenge or challenges 
um, that you faced in skating kind of growing up and now? Um, and how have you navigated that and kind of pushed yourself through those challenges? Um, I would say the most like challenging aspect that I've had in figure skating would be the mental part. Mm -hmm. um, because when I was younger, I feel like I just doubted myself a lot, even though I put in the put in the time, put in the training. It would just be like, okay, well, if you mess up on this, then you're probably not going to place or blah, 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 that, you know, just putting doubt in the air. Like that was a huge problem for me. And I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm just like, your mind is being stupid. Just tell it to shut up. Like, it's fine. Like you train every single day for this moment. Like, you know what you're doing. Your mind is like your body is prepared for this. And I think that it clicked in my mind at 2018 nationals because I was so sick. I was super, super sick. And I just remember thinking, I, there's no way I can get through a long program today. Cause I was, had 102 fever. I was coughing. I skated around the rink once for the practice and my throat was just so dry and burning. And I was like, there's no, there's no way I can do along right now. Like I can't even go around the rink once. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? You're just going to try because you came all this way. You've trained all those hours to, to withdraw. Like there's, I was like, there's no way I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try my best. And that's exactly what I did. And it autopilot just clicked on. I don't remember anything. I was, I was on Dayquil. I was taking vitamins. I was like, you're going to get through this program. And my, I, my whole body just went on autopilot. Like every jump just, just happened. It was like one thing to the next. And that really clicked for me. Cause I was like, I was in one of my like worst states, like skating. And I skated a beautiful, beautiful, clean program because I wasn't even thinking about it because I was like, I just feel so terrible right now. <laughs> like I was just thinking about like how I was running a fever and in my, in my, it just went autopilot. My whole body went autopilot. And it was like, when you're just not thinking it, it happens. And the mind is a huge barrier that, you know, I had to get, I had to hop over that. And I feel like that that year it clicked for me. It's like your mind really does play games with you and you kind of have to tell it to just shut up. And and you have to go out there and do what you know how to do. Totally. That's crazy that you were able to push through that and do a clean program. I don't even remember. Wow. I honestly don't remember anything about, I just remember going onto the warm up and wiping out on a triple sow cow and being Classic. like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. But now after that, mm -hmm. I don't remember anything. I just remember finishing and crying because I'm like, oh my gosh. I didn't pass out. <laughs> I was like, I did. Well, the yeah. self-doubt thing, I think that's super universal for everybody, essentially. Um, it's it's kind of like imposter syndrome. But yeah, it, I think the best phrase that I've heard and still use today is the whole fake it till you make it thing. Because even when you feel like you you shouldn't be there or you're like you're not good enough, if you just keep telling your mind, you are, you are, you are, all of a sudden you actually are. And then you're chilling. <laughs> yep. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you belong here. You're amazing. I'm strong. I'm confident. You got this. And then all of a sudden you are. Yeah. Bam. Just like. And then, and then you don't know where that like middle part happens, like where the transition, where you like became everything you telling yourself you were. Um, 
but it, it actually happens. Right. And I think that's what's so powerful about, I guess, positive, positive, having a positive mind, even when you feel like there's a lot of self-doubt. Yes. Just keep telling yourself. Yeah. You, you are exactly. strong, you're prepared and it makes a huge difference. It does. What's your favorite skating memory and what's your favorite program that you've skated? Ooh. Mm. I have a couple. So one of my favorite skating memories would definitely be um, 2018 Nationals because that was just like a, a turning moment for me. And then another skating memory is Junior Worlds right before COVID hit. Even though like after that was a train wreck because of COVID. But I think that that competition was really, really good for me. Um, I skated two beautiful clean programs and I think that my long program which I skated to Salome that long program for me was quite difficult because I you know I had a little bit of trouble interpreting that music it was something like very different than what I was used to skating to and that program I feel like I really tapped into the character and skated a really, really beautiful program. And I, I felt so prepared and so trained for that competition. And I was just really mm-hmm. proud of myself because, you know, I feel like that year was kind of up and down for me. And to end the year on that program was just like, it, it like, I wouldn't say renewed my love for skating, but it was like, this is why I love skating. Like so many reasons why I love skating. And this is just like, that's another one to add into like my memory book. Like I just felt so happy skating out mm-hmm. there. Like I just remember smiling just like, just because I was enjoying it so much. Cause you know, when you're competing, you're like, okay, I have to do this and this and this. And you forget about like why you're there and why you continue skating. And I think that that moment I was like, this is why I love skating so much. Like I'm having so much fun. Like I, I I'm mm-hmm. enjoying doing this program and I'm so happy that I'm here and I have amazing coaches and just like all of it just like washed over, washed over me. And like, that's definitely one of my favorite memories I think from skating. And then also I skated to this program, Black Like Me. And that program, I, freaking love that program it is so so nice to skate to like I I can't help but have a smile on my face when I skate that program and like I've watched that program a couple times because I'm like I just love this program like I I wish I could have made it an actual uh program but I went like a different route and just decided to do at last um but that program (laughs) I love that program and I was really happy that I got to do it I I originally did it for the Peggy Fleming competition but I decided to keep it as a show program and every time I did it I was just smiling throughout the whole program so that's definitely another one of my favorite memories was doing that program that's awesome very meaningful (laughs) well you're lined up for the Grand Prix season here Um, so what are your goals this season um I think my goals this season are to go out and you know put out really strong programs um I really want to work on consistency this year and just like my jumps and doing like consistent programs in competition um I actually competed my first short and it wasn't my best program so I definitely have some work to do but I started the season a little bit later um 
because I had um, surgery, but, you know, I really want to train these programs and go out and just not struggle through a long program, you know, because like I, I'm a little bit out of shape. So I think that that's one of my goals this year is to put out consistent programs throughout the season and during the Grand Prix season as well. I know health wise that you were struggling with some things um, this past year. Well, really, it seemed like it was affecting you for a long time, but you you had made that Instagram post where you had recently gotten that surgery. Um, and so you're all like cleared now. Can you elaborate a little bit on what that was and uh, what the recovery process has been like for you leading up to the season that's starting now? Yes, of course. Um, So I had been undiagnosed with a heart problem since I was 12. So it'd been going on for a really long time. And I really didn't know what it was. And the doctor was saying, like my first doctor that I went to, he was like, you're fine. Like, it's not like happening enough or significant enough. I'm like, but it's not really normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was like, but, but you're fine. And I was like, well, okay, if you say I'm fine, you are the doctor. And so, you know, it had been going on for a long time. And I even wore a heart monitor before that, but it was so inconsistent that we couldn't really figure out what it was. And it, it hadn't really affected any of my competitions. So I was like, well, you know what, it's fine if it doesn't affect my competitions, like it's, you know, I should be okay. And it would really only happen in practice. And then as I got older, they started to happen more. And it happened in a short program, like at Philadelphia, was it Philadelphia? And it, it started in the middle of my program. So my heart rate would go up to 220. So it would jump from like 130 to 220. And I would get really lightheaded. Like my, I could feel like my heartbeat, I felt like was, would like rock my whole body back and forth. And, you know, it was just really uncomfortable. And it happened during the competition halfway through my short and I did finish my short, but I almost passed out, which is not good. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm, you know, it's happened once throughout all of this. Like, he still says I'm fine. Like, we, we saw this doctor for a really long time. I was like, he still says I'm fine. But like, it's kind of getting really annoying now. And it happened at basically all of the competitions after that, like a practice ice or something. And I would just sit down and it would go away in a minute. Um, but I think that the real training court was when it happened in France. Um, it had started when I got on the ice after the girl before me competed. So after she skated her program, you know, you have that little wait time when you skate around and you do a couple jumps before they call your name. And it started as I did a double toe. So I did a double toe and my heart rate spiked and it went to like, cause when we caught it, it went to 220. So it was up in, in, two, in the 200s mm -hmm. and I was freaking out because I'm, it never happened before. Like at that point in time, like right before, you know, they're about to call my name and I'm, I'm over like talking to my coach. So I'm like, I'm freaking out right now because my heart rate, it's, it's doing a thing. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. So I called them episodes. I'm like, I'm having an episode right now. I'm freaking out. He's like, you're fine. You're fine. Just calm down, breathe. And I'm like, I'm trying, but I'm freaking out. Like I was just freaking out because yeah. it never happened before. I didn't know what to do. And the only way that I knew how to get rid of them is to sit down. And I'm like, I can't sit down right now. Like <laughs> I, they're like about to say her door and I'm 
you know, I can't sit down. I have a 30, you know, the 30 seconds before you start or you get a deduction. And I was just like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. Like, because I just didn't know what to do. And so they call my name and I, and like looking at my coach and I'm like, oh, oh no, like this is not good. And so I started my program and I was like, okay, this is going to suck because I, I already knew that it was going to suck if my heart rate's over 200 when I start. I'm like, this is going to suck really bad, but you're really going to try and push through it because I had been training. I'd been, that had been my second week in Europe, like, cause I went to an international before mm-hmm. and I was like, you have literally been training so hard. You are going to do this program. Like I, and I knew it was going to suck before, but when I did, when I finished my spin, I couldn't really lift my arms because, you know, my whole body had just been working already before that and when I went into the loop everything started to black out and so I was like I can't I can't keep going I'm gonna pass out so my first thought was just go to the board (laughs) go go to somebody who you can be like I can't continue like I yeah I, I really couldn't see because like everything was like blacking out so I went to the boards I don't remember who I went to I just went to the middle because I'm like that's usually where the referee sits so I went to the middle and I couldn't lift my upper body like every time I would stand up I thought I was gonna pass out so mm-hmm. I was like okay, I have to like lean over like or I'm gonna I'm literally gonna like black out on the ice so I went I told her I have heart issues I didn't know what it was so I told her I had heart issues and so I was like okay now you need to get off the ice so I was struggling trying to make my way around and as soon as I got off the ice I was just like I can't breathe like I just couldn't breathe like my the airway my airway felt like it was closed and it was just like it was a nightmare like it was the worst experience I've ever had and uh, after that like I had a little cough like every time I tried to breathe I kind of choke on air and so after that we were like okay we need to find out what this is because yeah now it affected my competition like and it's this is not nothing because if it was nothing then I, it wouldn't be happening so we went to a different doctor and he was like okay let's get another heart monitor on you and I was like okay because that's like the only way we're really going to catch it and so he put the the monitor on and I had an episode and he called and he was like, you definitely have supraventricular tachycardia, which is like where your heart, I have, where you have an extra nerve in your heart and it just kind of like spikes your heart rate. And so I kept actually having episodes with the heart monitor on. I'm like, oh, now it wants to work because before it was just so inconsistent that we mm-hmm. couldn't really catch it. And I'm like, well, thank God, because I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of having this issue. It's just, it just added like more anxiety onto me whenever I went to repetition. I was always thinking like, okay, breathe. Cause if you don't, you're literally gonna have an episode and you don't want to sit down like on the boards when you're in the middle of a practice ice. No. So I was like, okay, now we know what it is. Now we have to fix it. Because before I tried um pills. Yeah. And they didn't work. And so we were like, okay, we're we're gonna have to do the surgery. And so we scheduled the surgery and I got the surgery done and it was a three week healing process. It wasn't bad at all. Um, Getting back into it was a little bit weird because um, my heart would still be since my heart was still sensitive. So, you know, trying to like go around the rink a couple of times, I'd be a little bit out of breath. 
uh, just because, you know, my heart had to get used to, they burned the nerve, like, because I was born with an extra nerve. Yeah. So, they burned it. so in my heart, you know, they went in and burned a piece of my heart. So my heart was like, what are you doing? That's crazy. <laughs> I did not ask that. Yeah. So they went in and they burned the nerve. And so getting back has been a little bit slow, but now everything feels normal which is great. And it was a really quick healing process. So I was fortunate to, you know, have a surgery that didn't have a quick healing process, like healing time. Yeah. That's insane. It's really great that you got, not only did you catch it um, and you know that it was something after so many years of it going undiagnosed, but uh, the fact that it was able to get quote unquote fixed (laughs) in a relatively short amount of time is, um, that's great. And that is such a crazy condition to have while skating and some, or I guess performing and training every day in a sport that requires so much stamina when it comes to, you know, heartbeat and breathing and everything. So, wow. <laughs> the things, I mean, and I feel like because I had been dealing with it for so long, it was kind of just always there. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. I was like, okay, this got it gotta go it's gotta go because every single every single competition I would go to would happen at least once yeah and I was just like it's really like inconvenient expect because I did have to sit down during a practice ice and I was like this does not look good because just like nobody knows what's really going on I didn't even know so I was like I look like I'm just taking a break here you know, but in reality I can't breathe (laughs) so yeah I was just like this has to go like I can't deal with this well, it, I mean, it, to me, it sounds dangerous to continue on like that. It's it's so scary. I would be freaking out. <laughs> the first time it happened, I thought I was dying yeah. because I was practicing and all of a sudden everything turns white. So everything turned white, like my vision, like I couldn't see anything. And so I called my mom and like, I don't know what's happening to me, but like, I can't see anything. And I like, I don't want to, like, I was like, I don't want to die. Like, cause I didn't know what was happening. It was the most scary experience ever because I was just like I don't know what's happening like my heart's beating so fast and I didn't do anything and just yeah not not fun at all well good thing you won't hopefully have to worry about that <laughs> happening again wow yeah who are your skating role models like what skaters did you grow up watching and admiring um or being mentored by um well yes I definitely I I I definitely looked up to her. She, without her, I would not have known how to bow. Because I remember, I remember her teaching me. We were in an outside mall, <laughs> and she was like, "Do you know how to bow?" And I was like, "Not really." Like I kind of just put my arms up and then go down. And so she taught me how to bow, and ever since then, I bowed the same. Love it. And thanks to Ty, my bow is beautiful. And I also grew up watching Adam. Um. I love Adam. He is amazing. And he's so, so, so funny. And I've loved his programs ever since I was little, like all his programs. I'm like, oh man, he looks so beautiful just watching him. And he also had curly hair. And I was like, his hair, I love his curly hair. Like, I mean, now it's straight, but like, that's how I first saw him with curly hair and like his programs I would always watch. And I remember the first time I saw him in person, it was at Artesia and I was fangirling so hard because I was like oh my gosh it's Adam like I see him on tv and this is so cool and I yeah I love Adam so much all his programs are so beautiful and sometimes I, I 
end up watching his programs on YouTube as well because they're just so like they're just so pretty like his programs are so pretty and he's also an amazing person so he's someone that I looked up to and still look up to now yeah Adam Rapon is definitely one of a kind <laughs> he's awesome did you go to school while skating or were you homeschooled growing up like what was training like for you as a child I went up until sixth grade and then after that I was homeschooled and then I graduated um, being homeschooled so I did go to school a little bit I got a little bit of taste of regular school and I was I was over it I was like I'm ready to be homeschooled now and it was a lot to juggle with skating and like you know trying <laughs> to figure out because you know as you go up in the grades there's a lot more work that you have to do just like in general and so like it was just a lot easier to be homeschooled and like mm-hmm. being able to do homework at the rink instead of you know having very specific times when you can go to the rink I feel like it was just a lot more of a flexible schedule very cool yeah that's very typical for skaters who um a lot time a lot more time to training, especially as you keep going through the schooling system and every, you know, district is different. So for some people, it works for them really well. And then for some people, homeschooling is like the perfect segue to getting where you want to be. Well, I'm amazed by your other talents singing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I remember when you skated to, it was one moment in time, right? That you sang yourself uh, that is so cool that you recorded your own version for skating. So when did you ever like take singing lessons or is that just something that you did as a hobby for yourself that you just happen to be that good? Well, I've always loved singing since I was little, but um, when I went to like, regular school, I was in a choir. So okay. I feel like I would, you know, I did have some type of training yeah so we would have like classes and stuff we would like do like warm-ups and train songs and then after that you know after I stopped going to school I think I just kept singing on my own like you know there's like covers on on the on YouTube and instrumental versions and I would just sing that when I was bored and I even have videos of when I was younger just singing just because I just love to sing so I I I sing all the time I sometimes I don't notice that I sing or, or I'll just be singing something and one day I was singing and Derek was like oh my gosh yes like a beautiful voice and I was like thank you like it's I mean singing like I'm not trying to do anything and then he was like you should cover like your program and I was like that sounds so fun so you know when I was throughout that whole year like I didn't do a cover but then for nationals we were like oh you know let's you know why not it's fun like it's your first senior nationals and I was like this and it was so fun it was so fun like to go into a studio and like record it and I was like this is awesome like people do this every day for a living like this like that it was so much fun like I will never forget that and then hearing hearing it for the first time I forgot I completely forgot that I sang it it was you know when I was practicing and I played it and I was like this sounds not like Whitney and then I was like oh my gosh I'm so dumb I (laughs) that's me (laughs) and so like then hearing it in the arena was just like so surreal I'm like oh my gosh like that's me singing it it was like it wasn't I wouldn't say weird it was just like I never thought that I would hear 
myself singing like and being it being played in an arena like it was it was so cool and it was quite comforting actually because it was like my voice and I you know I know my voice and I was like this is really nice to skate to and competing with it because like I'm like oh this is like really nice like hearing my voice and knowing how I was feeling in that moment singing it was, it was comforting and then Mm-hmm. yeah it was really it was How special. like amazing like I would love to relive that moment to like hear, hear it like for the first time and be like, Oh my God, that's me. I was like, <laughs> that's so cool. And then like, um, doing it a second time for my program last year at last, it was, it was really nice to get back into the studio. I was like, Oh man, I missed this. <laughs> like I was so excited and to like record and see how everything works. It was just so, so, so cool. Yeah. Is uh, singing something that you want to pursue in the future? Oh, it's definitely something I want to pursue. I think that I want to definitely try and get into the music industry. It's just, Yeah. it was just so fun. Like I just had so much fun in the studio and I'm like, I would love to do this like every day. Like, even though like, of course with everything you have to work for it, but like it would feel like I was really working for it. Cause it would just be like doing something I love, like skating. It's just like Yeah. doing something I, I, I enjoy. And I'm like excited to go, go into the studio like I am to like go into the rink and like okay let's run this long program I love doing this program so like I Yeah. feel like I'm really like it doesn't feel like like work work like going to a nine-to-five job and you know doing all that it feels different like I really enjoy it so yeah Mm hmm to get into singing it's so fun Yeah. That that's really awesome. You should because your voice is so great. Um, there's a lot of talent to be dug into there for yourself. Uh the music industry is it's a really cool world. Um, obviously not speaking from me being in it, but <laughs> my my brothers are um they're DJs, but my older brother is like a producer and he makes some music, does like different shows and festivals. So it's it's been fun to watch him on that journey and it's a it's a really cool world to be. kind of getting introduced to so should definitely go for it Well, that's <laughs> really cool. yeah what do you see yourself doing in the future after skating um other than the potential uh singing career <laughs> are there other interests that you have Well, I definitely want to go to college. That's one thing that I want to do. Um, mm-hmm I think if college is just a lot of work to try and balance with skating, um, mm-hmm go to like an actual college like I don't really want to do online college because I was schooled online and I just think that I kind of just want the like in-person experience and Yeah. it, it's like high school but for older kids <laughs> so that's that's how I think of college it's like high school but better better than high school even though it's still a lot of work It's I just definitely better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm It's definitely super better. excited to go to college Um, I don't, I'm not quite sure where I want to go yet, but I feel like trying to balance college and skating is, would be a lot for me. Um, because for me, high school and college, I mean, college, high school and skating was, was, you know, still a lot of work and, you know, college is even more work. So I feel like trying to balance those two would put a lot of pressure and just like, I, like, I'd just be really stressed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have, I have like this. 16 page essay and then I have to go to bed but I can't go to bed because it's due and I have to write it like I just feel like that'd just be like too much for me mentally Mm hmm. Yeah. and physically so I definitely want to try and go to college after I'm done skating
Good for you. Yeah. It's college is great. I had a great time when I went. Um, it was fun to be in a pool of people that were also, I guess, talented and intelligent in different fields. Um, but everybody was kind of in like yeah. one big mixing pot together. And you had that independence away from, you know, your parents as a high school student, you, you completely get so much free range to do whatever you want, you know, especially if you're living at the time I was living on campus. So I was in the dorms and everything. It was wild to all of a sudden go from like skating sheltered, you know, I went to high school, but I, I only had the high school experience. I didn't have like the after school high school or like the weekend high school experience. It was always skating, always had to say no to any type of event. And then all of a sudden college was like, doors are open. Which doors are you going to go in? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my sister goes to college. So I hear like, I hear things through her, like stories and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I've never experienced that. I'm just in the rink all the time. Not that like, I love the rink, but like, cause skating life is so different Very. from like a non-skating life because yeah. all you're doing is skating you've done skating you go work out after you come home you take a bath you <laughs> eat and then you're asleep you know it's like it's a routine yeah. and so it's so different when you're like oh I don't have to go skating like I can go I can go to the beach and just hang on like a Wednesday evening you know super it's weird. so different like on a Wednesday evening I'm like oh I have to go work out yeah like I have to go work out from three to five and I'm gonna go home and on the bike like it's it's different. It's definitely a whole new world. That's super funny that you say that because I remember uh, I hurt my ankle skating once and I had to take off like training for about two or three days because it was just super swollen. And so for like three weekday days, I just could do whatever I wanted because I didn't have to go to the rink and it felt so alien. Like yeah. I was like, what am I going to do for the entire day? go downtown it's not the weekend like this is crazy right. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's crazy how much time skating takes up because I remember when I I was just you know healing I was like I'm so bored because like all I like I'm just at the rink all the time you know even during breaks I'm like hanging out at the rink so like I'm here just like in my room I'm like I have nothing to do yeah <laughs> and so I was just I was like painting and just like trying to find every little thing I was crocheting I was like trying to like you know make up for the time that I would usually be in yeah. the rink and that I couldn't go anywhere because like I had like I was healing and I had like um an incision that's like right on my leg so like I really couldn't walk around that sure. much so it's it's crazy how much time like you really actually like you spend in the rink and doing mm -hmm. stuff yeah it's super true you don't really notice uh that type of schedule being as like heavy, I want to say as it is until you aren't doing it anymore. But at the time of being in it, it feels, it feels very right. It feels very natural to go to the rink it all the time. Normal, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like a normal routine. It's our, it's our normal. Are there any other hobbies that you like to do in your free time outside of skating? You mentioned painting, you said you did a little crochet. Yes. I love painting. I have all of these paintings above oh, my beautiful. bed that I've done. I, I love painting. Like if when I get into like a painting zone, like I'll paint like three, three paintings a day. And just like, I'll spend like five hours just painting. I love painting. It's very calming. And like, I, it's, it's definitely something that I picked up like 
during the time when I was like trying to get my mind off of stuff from overthinking. So I would like paint and then I crochet or I read, you know, try to occupy my mind to where it wasn't going crazy. Like I also picked it up during quarantine when I had absolutely nothing to do. And there was like so much spare time in my day. So I would, you know, paint I even I have a ukulele I mean I don't really play it now because my nails are so long but back then like during quarantine I would play the ukulele all the time you know I would sing all the time I would paint you know I just tried and I would also play like video games and because my brother has a ps4 so you know I'd go in there I'd play video games on my computer so yeah there's a couple things that I do outside of skating when I'm like not tired (laughs) Good to switch it up, especially for your brain. Are you, would you consider yourself more of a social person or more of like an introverted person? Um, I really think it depends on how I feel. Like if I'm super sleepy or like I wake up and I'm just like not really energized, I'm, I would keep to myself more. Um, but like if I'm like feeling good and I'm like, okay, I'm not in one of my like shy moods today, I, I would be social. It really just depends on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you said that you have some siblings. How many siblings do you have? And um, did any of them do sports alongside you doing skating? So I have two older sisters and one younger brother. My oldest sister, she did not do any sports. um, But my second oldest sister, she she did gymnastics. She did gymnastics for a while. she did it a little bit in college just for fun but you know now she's she's working with animals now so and I were working at a vet clinic and you know she always sends me videos of like all these like cute puppies and kittens and sometimes like chickens and rabbits and ferrets yeah she works with all types of animals and then my little brother he okay he plays baseball and he's he's really good at it so yeah he plays baseball a little athletic family then. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Star, I'm looking forward to seeing you skate this season um, and all that you do in the future. The possibilities are endless. Uh, but thank you so much for chatting with us today. I feel like I really got to know you in this little little episode. <laughs> for having me. Of course. All right. Well, good luck this season. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.